Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Wednesday, June the 30th, 2021, as we come to the very last day of the month of June for uh, 2021. Coming at you from WCWS HQ here in Trinity, North Carolina. It is episode number 260 of the WCWS Radio Network's weekly pop culture review show. This is, of course, WCWS Outside Barose. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, coming at you from the HQ, this is Mr. WCWS, Chad Hinshaw, of course, on the line here with you as we get set, of course, to talk about <clears throat> everything going on here in the pop culture world as we bring you, of course, of course, courtesy of, of CNN with their five things update, plus also bring you, of course, uh, stories coming in from 411mania.com. Uh, of course, uh, both uh, pop culture and a few little wrestling news tidbits from 4lovemania.com, I should say. Plus, also bringing you some pop culture history and birthdays here for this evening as well. If you wish to chime in on anything and everything that we have planned on talking about this evening, please feel free to give us a call. The phone number, as always, is 1-605-562-0444. Caller ID one four one three eight seven pound and press that one if you want to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here this evening uh, it is 6 47 p.m sorry for the little bit of, of uh a little bit of uh uh starting on a little bit of a late note here of course did of course did not have to have appropriate track of time here but of course we're on here now and we're planning on bringing you of course the best we have to offer now, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and start things off as, as of course, as always, which has become a custom as <clears throat> uh, officially, of course, uh, for Outside the Ropes is, of course, our five things update, courtesy of our friends at CNN. And, of course, how do we how do we get to hear that? Well, quite frankly, ladies and gentlemen, we go through, of course, the infamous Amazon Echo Dot, of course, uh, the a handy little tool here if you ever need need to use something to look something up this is definitely the right right little thing to, to do so and of course we start and of course we will do that by starting off with this alexa current news yeah here's your news 
from CNN. Good evening. Here are the five things you need to know for Wednesday, June 30th. Former Defense Secretary Donald Rumsfeld has died at the age of 88. Rumsfeld's family announced his death in a statement saying he was surrounded by family in New Mexico at the time of his passing. Rumsfeld served as Secretary of Defense under former President Gerald Ford and then again under former President George W. Bush. No cause of death was provided. The Pennsylvania Supreme Court vacated the conviction of comedian Bill Cosby in a split decision. Cosby was released from state prison shortly after the ruling was announced. Cosby was sentenced to 10 years in 2018 on aggravated indecent assault charges after Andrea Constan said he had drugged and sexually assaulted her. The state Supreme Court ruled statements introduced in Cosby's trial should not have been allowed under a deal Cosby struck with prosecutors years earlier. Cosby has maintained his innocence. Miami-Dade County Mayor Daniela Levine Cava announced searchers had recovered four more bodies at the site of the condo collapse in Surfside, Florida. This brings the death toll to at least 16. Searchers continue to carefully dig through debris, hoping to find survivors in voids and tunnels. There are currently 147 people still unaccounted for at Champlain Towers South. Northern California officials continue to battle twin wildfires along the state's border with Oregon. Authorities say the lava fire has grown to consuming over 17,000 acres and is just 19% contained. Officials also say the nearby tenant fire continues to burn and has consumed an estimated 6,000 acres. President Joe Biden said Wednesday that climate change is worsening the threat of western wildfires and extreme heat are a direct result of climate change. The Trump Organization is expected to be charged with tax crimes as soon as Thursday, according to people familiar with the matter. Sources tell CNN the Manhattan District Attorney's Office also plans to charge CFO Alan Weisselberg. The charges once filed would mark the first time the former president's company has faced criminal charges despite multiple state and federal investigations. Former President Trump is not expected to be charged, according to his lawyer. That's all for your CNN Five Things Evening Edition. For more on these stories and the latest news, you can always visit CNN.com slash Five Things. Alexa, stop. And ladies and gentlemen, of course, I do thank the Amazon Echo Dot for providing that here to us. A very handy little tool, ladies and gentlemen, of course. If you ever, of course, you could check in, you could check your news, you could check your weather, you could even, of course, you, if you order something off of Amazon.com, you can also even check your check the status of your order when it should arrive at your home. So be sure to definitely check get this here, of course, today. Uh, it's a very handy little tool. Of course, it is used very widely here in WCWS. So uh, we do thank you, of course, very much for that. Now let's go ahead and go to 411mania.com and bring you, of course, and bring you, of course, several stories right here. Our <clears throat> Jeffrey Harris posted this story here today. Of course, we do thank our friends at 411 Mania for allowing us here in the WCWS radio network for allowing us to read their stories on all of our shows. Of course, in addition to outside the ropes, of course, also on revolution, also of course on a revolution, Wolfpack, Raw Radio, as well as of course Power Hour, as well and WWUS this morning, as well as Wrestling Revisited, Wrestling Debate, and also Sports Machine, and also, ladies and gentlemen, hopefully when in the in the second half of 2021, we hope to of course get a lot several more of our shows up and going. And be able to use 411 Mania in some capacity on those shows as well. As we said, Jeffrey Harris brings us our first story here. 
as Disney does count down to the release of their movie Jungle Cruise with new dueling trailers and character posters. Earlier today, Walt Disney Studios kicked off the one-month countdown to the long-awaited release of Jungle Cruise with new dueling trailers showcasing the films Lily Halton, played by Emily Blunt, and Skipper Frank Wolf, played by Dwayne The Rock Johnson, along with new character posters. Of course, you can check out the new trailers and the posters right here on this page to decide you want to take Team Frank or Team Lily. The upcoming film is directed by Jaume Collier, Sarah, and set, to re- and set to release on July 30th via theaters and Disney Plus Premier Access. The official synopsis is as follows. Disney's Jungle Cruise is an, is an adventure-filled, rollicking thrill ride down the Amazon with wise-cracking skipper Frank Wolf, played by uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and intrepid researcher Dr. Lily Halden, played by Emily Blunt. Lily travels from London to the Amazon jungle and enlists Frank's questionable services to guide her downriver on L'Aquila, his ramshackle but charming boat. Lily is determined to uncover an ancient tree with unparalleled healing abilities, possessing the power to change the future of medicine. Thrust on this epic quest together, the unlikely duo encounters innumerable, innumerable dangers and supernatural forces, all lurking in the deceptive beauty of the lush rainforest. As the secrets of the lost tree unfold, the stakes reach even higher for Lily and Frank, and their fate and mankind's hangs in the balance. Of course, Disney Plus posted on their Twitter account. Check out the new posters for all the characters you'll meet across Amazon and Disney's hashtag Jungle Cruise. Experience the movie on hashtag Disney Plus with Premier Access July 30th. Additional fee required. Hashtag Summer of Disney Plus. And there's a picture on this tweet from Disney Plus if you wish to check that out. As you saw one of the stories in the fight... As you heard one of the stories in the Five Things update right here, Jeffrey Harris posted this story today. As Bill Cosby has been released from prison and the Pennsylvania Supreme Court rules his due process rights were violated. As reported by CNN, Bill Cosby was released from prison uh, was, was released by a prison today after the Pennsylvania Supreme Court overturned his 2018 conviction for sexual assault. In September 2018, Cosby was sentenced to three to ten years in Pennsylvania State Prison for the drugging and sexual assault of Andrea Constad at his home in 2004. The panel of Pennsylvania State Supreme Court judges state, stated that when Montgomery District Attorney Bruce Castor was investigating the drugging and rape allegations against Cosby, who is, a, I think it was 83 at the time, in 2005, I think he, uh, he might be 83 now. I'm not sure how old he is. The prosecutor's decision is to not prosecute Cosby in return for his deposition in a civil case was later wrongfully used against the actor and comedian at the trial. Ultimately, the court ruled that Cosby's due process rights were violated in his criminal trial. The judges said in a statement, in light of these circumstances, the subsequent decision by successor district attorneys to prosecute Cosby violated Cosby's due process rights. The decision reverses what was seen as one of the first major criminal trials of the hashtag MeToo era. The attorney for three of Cosby's accusers, Lisa, uh, Lisa Bloom, reportedly called this decision a slap in the face to the victims who sought closure after the case was seemingly resolved several years ago. Bloom added that it will likely be a very hard day for the women who accused Cosby of assault. Cosby's family said in a statement from press representative Andrew White, I want to thank the Supreme Court who saw the light and saw the truth. White reportedly went to the prison to take Cosby back to his home in Pennsylvania. The statement continued. Mr. Cosby was originally given a deal by Bruce Castor in which he was granted immunity. He gave up his Fifth Amendment rights and hoped he would get back to work, back to life, and he always showed up for any legal matters and questions on his own accord. Charges should never have been brought against Mr. Cosby. I want to thank the attorneys who successfully argued his appeal, and especially Mrs. Cosby, who stood strong and was here for Mr. Cosby every step of the way and, su- and support every idea and strategy from the attorneys and the team, and she always knew that Mr. Cosby was innocent. Previously, the Pennsylvania Parole Board denied Cosby parole last May, 
According to a letter from the parole board, it was cited that Bill Cosby had failed to develop a parole release plan and had a negative recommendation by the Department of Corrections, which were said to have, uh, which were said to have contributed to the decision to deny him parole. Last December, the Pennsylvania Supreme Court heard arguments on an appeal filed by Cosby's legal team in order to overturn his 2018 conviction. So apparently, once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is probably going to be on both sides of the coin. It looks like it's going to be, it's going to be big time. Uh, There's going to be a whole lot of big time uh, debating here, of course, without a shadow of a doubt here. But uh, it looks like Bill Cosby will be going home. As to what he plans to do, who can say? But we'll just have to see what happens. Joseph Lee posted this story. As the blind man becomes an anti-hero in a trailer for the movie Don't Breathe 2. Stephen Lang's blind man from the movie Don't Breathe was a villain through and through, but it seems the sequel will go in a different direction. Sony Pictures and Ghost House Pictures have debuted the trailer for Don't Breathe 2, which has the blind man in more of an anti-hero role. The film once again stars Lang and was directed by Roto. Sayugis, Sayugis, from a script he wrote with Fetty Alvarez, who was the director of the original. It'll be released in theaters on August the 13th. Here's a synopsis. The blind man has been hiding out for several years in an isolated cabin and has taken in and raised a young girl orphaned from a devastating house fire. Their quiet life together is shattered when a group of criminals kidnap the girl, forcing the blind man to leave his safe haven to save her. So, very interesting there, folks. So, we'll definitely have to see how that all plays out. Jeremy Thomas posted this story uh, yesterday as Amazon renews the show Good Omens for a second season. If you've been missing having Azerfall and Crowley in your life, good news, Good Omens is coming back for more. Neil Gaiman has revealed that the show, which is based on the book he wrote with the late Terry Pratchett, has been renewed for a second season. Deadline reports that the new season will run six episodes and will explore storylines that go beyond the original source material. Having been on Earth since the beginning and went with the apocalypse thwarted, Azafal and Crowley are getting back to easy living amongst mortals in London, Soho, when an unexpected messenger presents a surprising mystery. The first season was a critical commercial hit for Amazon and starred Michael Sheen and David Tennant as Azafal and Crowley an angel and demon who teamed up to stop the preordained apocalypse because they enjoyed their stations on Earth. Gaiman will continue to executive produce and serve as co-showrunner alongside Douglas McKinnon, who will be back to direct. Gaiman said it's 31 years since Good Omens was published, which means it's 32 years since Terry Pratchett and I lay in our respective beds in a Seattle hotel room at a World Fantasy Convention and plotted the sequel. I got to use bits of the sequel in Good Omens, that's where our angels came from. Terry's not here any longer, but when he was, we had talked about what we wanted to do with Good Omens and where the story went next. And now thanks to BBC Studios and Amazon, I get to take it there. I've enlisted some wonderful collaborators, and John Fenimore has come on board to carry the torch with me. There are so many questions people have asked about what happened next and also what happened before to our favorite angel and demon. Here are the answers you've been hoping for. We are back in Soho, and all through time and space, solving a mystery which starts with an angel wandering through Soho with no memory. Sheen added, personally, I'm against it, but the world isn't willing to save itself. Is it? If David and I can man- manage to not fall out too badly this time, it may even have a chance of getting finished. Finally, Tennant said, the return of good omens is great news for me personally. So I get to work with Michael again, and I get to say Neil's wonderful words once more. It's probably less good for the universe, and it almost certainly means that there will be some fresh existential threat to its existence to deal with. But you know, swings and roundabouts. Of course, we'll have to see. Of course, obviously, uh, <clears throat> we'll have to see. Of course, what all will, what all will happen. Of course, in the second season. Jeremy Thomas posted a story yesterday as John Cena was interviewed on his reaction to being offered F, the role in F9, the fast soccer. 
John Cena says that he was quick to jump on board when offered the role of Dom's brother in F9, the Fast Saga, and explained why in a new interview. Cena plays Jacob Torito in the film, which opened huge over, over the weekend with a $70 million domestic start. Talking with BBC Radio 1, Cena discussed how quickly he said yes and had some fun with the jokes made about him taking the role. Here are some highlights. On his first reaction to being offered the role, Cena says yes without like without hesitation and yes, it was like, hey, we like you too. Yes, it could be like we would like you to be sanitation services on the set of Fast and Furious. Like you to deal with our crap all day. Yes, absolutely. Okay, no problem. It's one of those opportunities that you really, you really have to have a definite path in your life to say no to. Especially now that the fast franchise is such a churning monster on its own, and they have such a diverse and full menu of people involved with it, they don't need any more. So, like, hey, this is a multi-billion-dollar franchise. You're going to be a part of it. Wow, people from all over the world are going to be able to see my work. Yes, absolutely. On if he's sick of the jokes about Dom didn't previously reference Jacob because he couldn't see him. Cena says, how sick am I? That's got, that, that, that's got me into the ninth movie, man. I technically could have been in this whole franchise from the beginning. I thought it was only applicable in the WWE ring when my opponent was incapacitated. But apparently, I'm really actually invisible. Uh, of course, you credit BBC Radio One, of course, for this interview right here as well. And folks, we will we will post actually this interview in the. I know this is. I know we would say in the interview corner page, but we try to keep that mostly wrestling interviews. So this one right here, we may put it in the Entertainment Cavalcade page, so any, anyone can uh, go back and listen listen in on that, of course, as well. Our next story right here, folks, came out yesterday from Jeremy Thomas as the trailer for the movie The Many Saints of Newark goes into the past of the Sopranos. HBO's iconic series The Sopranos is opening up its past with the anticipated prequel The Many Saints of Newark, and the first trailer is finally online. Warner Brothers Pictures has released the official trailer for the film, which explores the day, uh, days of a young... Tony Soprano. Of course, right here on the same page, you can check out the preview for this movie, which stars Alexandro Nivola, Leslie Odom Jr., John Berthow, Corey Stahl, Michael Gandolfini, which I believe that is uh, actually the late James Gandolfini's son, by the way, Billy Magnuson, Michelle Michael De, De Rossi, John Magaro, and with Ray Liotta and Vera Farmiga, and hits theaters in HBO Max on September 24th. The film is described as follows. New Line Cinema's The Main, Many Saints of Newark is the much-anticipated feature film prequel to the groundbreaking award-winning HBO drama series The Sopranos. The film is set in the explosive 1960s in the era of the Newark riots when the African-American and Italian communities are often in each other's throats. But among the gangsters within each group, the dangerous rivalry becomes especially lethal. So... So you can definitely, of course, like I said, can't wait to for that. And then that comes out on September the 24th. You get to see what the Sopranos were like before. The, the characters from the Sopranos were before, of course, the, seeing them as all the ones we know them as today. As Jeremy Thomas posted this story on Monday as Rian Johnson's Knives Out 2 begins filming in Greece. Knives Out 2 is officially in production with Rian Johnson's anticipated sequel beginning filming, of course, this past Monday. Johnson posted to Twitter to confirm that the sequel to the 2019 Who Done It has begun shooting. Of course, you can see you can uh, <clears throat> you can see the tweet, of course, that he posted right here on this page. The sequel will follow Daniel Craig's character Benoit Blanc to a new mystery. The plot details on said mystery are unknown at this time. It does star Daniel Craig, Dave Bautista, Edward Norton, Janelle Monae, Catherine Hahn, Leslie Odom Jr., Kate Hudson, Madeline Klein, and Jessica Henwick. Netflix is distributing the Knives Out sequel with the release dates not officially set. And, of course, as I said, director Rian Johnson, of course, did post this tweet on Monday. And we're off day one of the filming on the next Benoit Blank mystery. 
Thanks to all the lovely patient people here in Greece for letting us do all this murdering on their peaceful shores. There's a picture on that as well if you wish to, of course, check that out. Very little, a very unique twist, of course, right here. Jeremy Thomas posted this story on Monday as Ron Perlman is set to voice Optimus Primal in Transformers Rise of the Beast. Transformers Rise of the Beast has found its Optimus Primal and none other than Ron Perlman. Collider reports that the Hellboy and Sons of Anarchy star will voice the leader of the Maximals in the upcoming seventh film in the franchise. Perlman voiced the character in the 2018 animated series Transformers Power of the Primes. Perlman joins a cast that includes Anthony Ramos and Dominique Fishback in the roles of the main human characters, along, of course, with the legendary Peter Cullen as Optimus Prime. Of course, he's been voicing that since the cartoon back in the 80s. The Stephen Capel Jr. directed film will introduce the Beast Wars and will feature Predacons, Maximals, and Terracons joining joining the existing conflict between Autobots and Decepticons. It is set for a two, July 24th, 2022 release date. Of course, also, in addition to Hellboy and Sons of Anarchy, Ron, Ron Perman, I'm sure, I don't know if these guys here probably are aware of it, but back in the 80s, he, she, they were part of a, he was part of the uh, uh, legendary TV show, Beauty and the Beast. He played the Beast alongside, I believe it was alongside Linda Hamilton in that TV show. So I'm pretty sure and certain that they also got that well aware there as well. Jeremy Thomas posted this story on Monday as well as Fear Street Part 1 1994 trailer previews Netflix's Friday premiere. Netflix unleashes Fear Street Part 1 1994 on Friday. And the full trailer of the horror film is officially online. Of course, the previews on this page for the film, which is the first installment of a three-film series premiering once a week on Netflix, starting on July 2nd. Based on R.L. Stein's young adult horror novels, the first part stars Kiana Madeira, Olivia Scott Welch, Benjamin Flores Jr., Julia Rywald, Fred Heckinger, Ashley Zuckerman, Maya Hawk, Daryl Britt Gibson, Jordana Spiro, and Jordan Dinatile. The film is described, of course, as follows. In the aftermath of a brutal tragedy in Shadyside, Ohio, a circle of teenage friends accidentally encountered the ancient evil responsible for a series of brutal murders that plagued their town for over 300 years. Welcome to Shadyside. So, of course, from the author that brought you the Goosebumps, uh, books, of course, like I said, can't, but comes out with, of course, this right here. And one last story here before we move on to, of course, <clears throat> to, of course, uh, our pop, our history and birthdays and uh, wrestling updates here. Jeremy Thomas posted this story on Monday. As production does officially kicks off on Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, and, and the first set pictures are already out. James Wan has begun filming on Aquaman in the Lost Kingdom and commemorated the star of production with a set pic. Wan posted to his Instagram account with a look at an icy locale, labeling it as day one of the film. The film clapper seems to reveal the working title for the movie as Necris, so make of that with what you will. The sequel is directed by Wan once again from a script by David Leslie Johnson, uh, McGoldrick. Wan has hinted that the sequel will be a bit more serious than the first, and contains some elements of horror. J Jason Momoma, Patrick Wilson, Yaha Abdul-Medin II, Dolph Lundgren, and Amber Heard all confirmed for the return to the return to for the film, which is currently set for December 16, 2022 release date. And of course, some very interesting uh, set pieces right there here, of course, indeed. So the time for Christmas next year. So we'll definitely have to be, of course, be watching out for that. So ladies and gentlemen, there you have it there with your pop culture news and views here, of course, here for tonight. 1605-562-0444. Caller ID 141387-POUND. This is episode 260 of WWUS Outside the Ropes. It's that Wednesday, June the 30th, 2021. It is 7.13 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. 
Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw here, of course, once again from the HQ, HQ here in Trinity, North Carolina. Of course, rest of our panel, way too tough to handle, is getting themselves prepared here. As, of course, as you know, ladies and gentlemen, tonight marks the return to Wednesday nights of AEW Dynamite. And so they are watching, I'm sure, watching it very, very intently, very, very closely. And I'm sure they'll have a lot to talk about here, of course, here this evening. Uh, coming up here on episode number 1009 of Revolution at 9 o'clock, uh, 138055 pound. Of course, in addition to that, of course, we'll have your wrestling We'll have your wrestling news and views. We'll also have your wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays, courtesy of both the human suitcase machine, John Gross, and the soul man, Justin Lewis Fleming. Also, of course, we'll have some thoughts here about the about uh, our, 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 our guys' thoughts and comments about what happened last night on NXT leading up towards their big Great American Bash show coming up here a week from tonight. Uh, also, we'll give you an update, ladies and gentlemen, on the poll matches, of course, that will determine, of course, the big battle royal that we plan, the, the big six-person battle royal that we have planned on us, <clears throat> that we, of course, have, uh, have planned on, plans, plan, uh, plan for here. I'll say it in a minute here, folks. The, the six folks, of course, as you know, of course, that win our six Triple threat matches, of course, that are currently going on will, of course, be placed into a six-person uh, battle royal to determine, of course, the new number one contender to the NXT US Million Dollar Championship. As you know, the human suplex machine, John Gross, did pull off that win last Friday. And, of course, the winner of this thing, of course, that, that we will start, of course, after Revolution on Friday night, will, of course... The following Friday, we'll definitely, of course, keep you informed about when, um, about who will be facing John for that title. So be sure to listen in on all. But anyway, getting back to tonight's show, be sure to listen in on everything that we talk about here this evening on uh, <clears throat> Revolution episode 1009, of course, starting at 9 o'clock, of course, right here, 138055 pounds. Right here, of course, on the WWS radio network right here on TalkShoe.com. Now, let's go to our pop culture history and birthday here report here. We start with some general, uh, some general, of course, uh, uh, pop culture his, uh, history right here. Uh, on this day in 1520, Spanish conquistadors are expelled from you know, Teclan following an Aztec revolt against their rule under Hernan Cortes during La Noche Trieste, or the Night of Sadness. Many soldiers drown in the escape, and Aztec Emperor Montezuma II dies in the struggle. Of course, Tenio Chitalan, of course, I believe would later be known, I believe, as Mexico City. I believe. I'm not mistaken. I know my history. I was saying 1860, famous debate on Charles Darwin's theory of evolution held at the Oxford University Museum and dominated by arguments between Thomas Henry Huxley and Bishop Samuel Wilberforce. Wilberforce. There you go. On this day, 1905, in Russia, the Potemkin arrives at Odessa, where sailors take the bodies of dead crewmen ashore. Sailors join civilians in revolutionary actions of the 1905 revolution. On this day, 1908, a giant fireball, most likely caused by the air bursts of a large meteoroid or comet, flattens 80 million trees near the stony to, to Tuska River in Yiznek, Government, Russia, and the largest impact ever, largest impact event in recorded history. On this day, 1934, the event known as Night of Long Knives. This is, this is of course, uh, Adolf Hitler stages a bloody purge of the Nazi Party. On this day, 1938, that, of course, famous superhero Superman first appears. This is the very first time that we get to see Superman. In DC Comics Action Comics Series issue number one. That's where Superman first popped up here, ladies and gentlemen. On this day, 1992, South African ANC President Nelson Mandela meets with UN Secretary General Boutros Boutros Ghali at the car. And on this day, 1997, the British lease on the new territories in Hong Kong, established by the Second Convention of Peking, expires. One moment here, of course, in movies and television. I want to say 1955, 
this is not the one we would know as the Tonight Show, but the Johnny Carson Show actually debuts on CBS. But I don't believe this was the same one that would later become the Tonight Show. But you never know. I would say 1992, The End of the Road, of course, a single released by the group Boys to Men, won the Gram- then the Grammy Award for Best R&B Performance by a Duo or Group with Vocals and Best R&B Song in 1993. And also Billboard earned, earned the honor of Billboard Song of the Year for 1992. And today in sports on the state, 2002 FIFA World Cup Final International Stadium in Yokohama, Japan. Ronaldo scores twice as Brazil beats Germany 2-0 to win record fifth title, which is the first World Cup that was held in Asia. On this date in 1937, the world's first emergency call telephone service was launched in London using the number 999. Of course, some infamous birthdays here, of course, today here. Uh, Today would have been the... 120th birthday of Willie Sutton. He sadly passed away in 1980. Today, ladies and gentlemen, would have been the 104th birthday of actress Susan Hayward. Sadly, she passed away in 1975. Uh, uh, Legendary boxer Mike Tyson today turns 55. And Olympic swimmer Michael Phelps today turns 36. I want to say in 1898, Winton Motor Carriage Company publishes the first known automobile ad in Scientific American using the headline, Dispense with a Horse. Uh, some, some, some weddings here. I want to say in 1831, soldier and future Confederate General Robert E. Lee, who was 24 at the time, marries Mary Custis, who was 22 at the time, at the Arlington House in Arlington, Virginia. On this day, 1949, filmmaker Billy Wilder, who was 43 at the time, marries former singer Audrey Young. And on this day, in 1973, Prime Minister of Canada Joe Clark, who was 34 at the time, marries lawyer Maureen McTeer, who was 21. Some divorces here, some three modern modern ones right here. On this day, 1992, actress Natasha Richardson, who was 29 at the time, Divorces producer Robert Fox, who was 39 at the time after one year of marriage. On his day in 2006, uh, a singer and TV personality Jessica Simpson, who was 25 at the time, divorces uh, Nick Lachey of the boy band 98 Degrees, who was 32 at the time, due to irreconcilable differences after three years of marriage. And on his day in 2010, Neb Campbell from the movie from the Scream franchise, who was 37 at the time, Divorces British actor John Light, who was 36 at the time, due to irreconcilable differences after only three years of marriage. Some passing here. Montezuma passed away on this date in 1520, as we said. Charles J. Gutau passed away on this date in, ni- in 1882. John William Strutt passed away on this date in 1919. And Lillian Hellman passed away on this date in 1984. Uh, let's see. Okay, let's go to your movies and television history and birthdays. We go past the 7.30 mark, that's all right, because we did start a little bit late. So, uh, on your movies and television um, history and birthdays here. I want to say 1925, Charles Jenkins is granted the U.S. patent for transmitting pictures over wireless or, of course, as we would know it, early television. On say 1940, the first cartoon strip by a woman was entitled Brenda Star Reporter. Uh, Dale Messick, of course, her name was Dahlia Messick, begins as a comic book supplement to Chicago's Sunday Tribune. Hmm. On say 1951, the Victor Borga Show airs its final episode on NBC. On say 1952, the soap opera Guiding Light moves from radio to television. On his day, 1955, the Johnny Carson show, as we said, debuts on CBS. And obviously, we don't know if this was the same Johnny Carson show that would become the Tonight Show, but but of course, you know, it is possible. On his day, 1973, the Burns and Schreiber Comedy Hour TV variety show debuts on ABC. On his day, in 1979. Johnny Rotten and Joan Collins appeared together on BBC TV's 
jukebox jury. And I'll say 1987, the 14th annual daytime Emmy presentation, Susan Lucci loses this honor for the eighth time. As we said, of course, today would have been the 104th birthday of Susan Hayward. She passed away in 1975. Uh, some passings in movies and television on this day in 1965. Bessie Bariscal, who is an actress best known for playing Jane and show folks, passed away at the age of 81. On this day in 1968, John Boo, an actor best known for Smooth as Satin and in the Land of the Tortilla and Circus Kid, Passes away at the age of 73. On his day in 1971, Herbert Biberman, who was a Jew, who was a screenwriter and film director of Jewish American uh, descent. Now he said now he was important to this. He was born in 1900, so he was probably he was probably around 71 years old when he passed. And on his day in 1980, Virginia Brown Thayer, who was a silent film actress, was known for Lonesome Trail and Temptress. Passed away at the age of 76. Some some weddings here in movies and TV. First off, 1949, I would say Billy Wilder marries former singer Audrey Young. On stage, 1975, singer and actress Cher, who was 28 at the time, marries musician Greg Allman, who was 27 at the time. Four days after her divorce from Sonny Bono was finalized. However, they would divorce in 1979. I say 1992, actress Cecil Hoffman, who was Zoe from LA Law, LA Law marries Paul Sly. I say 2008, singer and actress Olivia Newton John, of course, you remember from Greece, who was 59 at the time, marries natural health businessman John Easterling, who was 56 at the time in Florida's Jupiter Island. And on this date in 2012, uh, actor Alec Baldwin, who was 54 at the time, Mary's Hilaria Thomas at St. Patrick's Old Cathedral in New York City. And of course, as we did say, 1992, Natasha Richardson would divorce after a year of marriage. Jessica Simpson and Nick Lachey would divorce after three years of marriage. And in 2010, Nev Campbell would divorce um, actor John Light after three years of marriage as well. Now let's go to your music. On this day, 1956, Pipe Dream closes at Schubert Theater, New York City, after 245 performances. On this day, also 1956, Shangri-La closes at Winter Garden Theater, New York City, after 21 performances. Uh, on this day, 1958, No Chamise, Please, by Jerry uh, Granahan, peaks at number 24. On this day, 1966, The Beatles land in Tokyo for a concert, concert tour. On the day 1977, Marvel Comics published the Kiss book as a tribute to the rock group Kiss. On a couple of moments here, 1979, got, first off, got to be Disco, closes at Miscall Theater, New York City, after eight performances. And the single Good Times was released by Chic, which was Billboard's Song of the Year for 1979. And on this date in 1982, Lena Horn, Lady Music, closes at Nederlander, New York City, after 333 performances. Some birthdays here in music here. On this date, 1669, Marturus Vogt, a composer of German descent, was born in uh, Kongeshofen, Bavaria. He passed away in 1730. On the day 1685, John Gay was born. He was an English poet and dramatist who, did, who wrote The Beggar's Opera. He was born in Barnstaple, England. He passed away in 1732. On the day in 1722, Jerry Anton Benda, a violinist and composer of Czech descent, was born. He was Benete na Jirizu in Bohemia. He passed away in 1795. And I'll say in 1723, Christian Ernst Graf was born. A composer of Dutch descent was born in Rudstall, Germany. He passed away in 1804. Some passings here in music. I'll say in 1666, Adam Krieger, a composer of German descent, passed away at the age of 32. I'll say in 1792, Francesco Antonio Rossetti, a composer of Bohemian descent, passed away. I do not have official age. Um... On his day in 1819, Ernst Ludwig Gerber, 
an organist, composer, and music musicologist of German descent, passed away at the age of 72. And in, on his day in 1889, Eugenio Terzlani, a composer of Italian descent, passed away at the, passes away at the age of 64. Uh, as we said, in, um, some weddings involving music, of course, we did mention, of course, Billy Wilder, Marion Alder Young in 1949, Sharon Greg Allman, of course, married in 1975. They were divorced four years later in 1979. And in 2008, Olivia Newton-John would marry John Easterling in, in Jupiter Island, Florida. And as we said, in one, one divorce in the music, um, in music uh, field here, Jessica Simpson and Nick Lachey would divorce after three years of marriage on this date in 2006. Now let's check out some sports history right here. On this date here in 1897, Wimbledon, Wimbledon's men's tennis, RF Doherty beats Harold Mahoney 6-4, 6-4, 3 for first of four titles. On this date in 1899, spin bowler Jack Hearn takes England cricket's first test hat trick versus Australia in drawn third, third test at Headingley. Dismisses champion middle order trio Clem Hill, Sid Gregory, and Monty Noble. On his day, 1902, Wimbledon's men's tennis, Lawrence Doherty wins his first Wimbledon singles title, beating defending champion Arthur Gore, 6-4, 6-3, 3-6, On this day here, we got several moments here, a couple moments in 1903, both of them having to do with Wimbledon. First off, the women's tennis, Dorothea Chambers beats Ethel Larcombe, 466462, which is the first of seven titles. And in the men's tennis, Lawrence Doherty beats Frank Risley, 756360 for his second consecutive title. A couple moments here in 19, actually three moments here in 1908. <clears throat> At 41 years, three months, future baseball Hall of Famer pitcher Cy Young becomes the oldest player to record a third career no hitter as Boston Red Sox beats the New York Highlanders 8 to nothing. Again, we'll go back to Wimbledon, of course, the women's tennis. Charlotte Cooper Sterry wins her fifth and final Wimbledon title with a 6-4, 6-4 win over Agnes Morton. And in the men's, Arthur Gore takes a second of three Wimbledon titles, beating Herbert Roper, Herbert Roper Barrett, 6-3, 6-2, Some birthdays here, of course, here today. We said today we wish a very happy 55th birthday to Mike Tyson. Wish a very 52nd birthday. Um, I want to say, I'm not sure what sport this man plays, but Sanath Janasuria, I hope I pronounced that right. It could be soccer. It could be, I'm not sure what sport he plays. But today, happy 52nd birthday to him. Happy 46th birthday to Ralph Schumacher. Um, I want to say he, he might be either a race car driver or he might be a golfer. I'm not sure which one. And we said Michael Phelps today turns 36 years old. Some passing in sports on this day, 1935, Bill Brockwell, who was a cricketer of English descent. He was a British all-rounder in seven tests between 1893 and 99, passes away at the age of 70. On his day, 1966, Giuseppe Farina, an auto racer of Italian descent who won the World F1 Championship in 1950, passes away in a domestic car accident at the age of 59. On his date in 1973, Elmer Layden, who was a who was a fullback, of course, he, he was a college football Hall of Famer. Of course, he was one of Notre Dame's, a member of Notre Dame's legendary four horsemen, and he was the first ever NFL commissioner. Sadly, he passed away at the age of 70. And all this day, 1976, Furpo Marbury, who was a baseball player, played with the Washington Senators, passed away at the age of 77, which is in 1976. And one wedding to talk about here in sports here, folks. Uh, I want to say 2012, Philadelphia Eagles quarterback Michael Vick, who was 32 at the time, Mary's longtime girlfriend, uh, Kijfa Frank at the Fontainebleau Resort in Miami Beach, Florida. So there you have it with your with your pop culture history and birthday report here, of course, here for today. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we'll we will bring you, of course, three quick wrestling tidbits here from 411 Mania. Let's go back to it right now. The story came out here last night. 
with some WWE news from Jeremy Thomas. Uh, Hideki Suzuki gets a new name on NXT, and Karrion Cross actually tries to run over Johnny Gargano. Diamond Mine member Hideki Suzuki has a has a new name, which was which was debuted on this week's NXT during Roderick Strong's entrance for his match with Asher Hale. Suzuki's name was listed as Hockeyman. WWE filed a trademark for the name last week. Of course, there's a there's a clip from that match from last night's NXT between Roderick Strong and Asher Hale. You, uh, we'll post that match in the NXT US page if you want to check that out. Also, Karrion Cross and Johnny Gargano continued to battle each other everywhere they could on this week's show, with the confrontation eventually leading to Austin Theory and Gargano ambushing Cross outside the Capitol Wrestling Center as he and Scarlett went to leave. Cross got, got back up and choked Gargano out, leaving him in the street and looked to be running him over. However, Joe uh, pulled him out of the way. Of course, we... We will, of course, also post that video in the NXT US page as well. Speaking of NXT, of course, here, folks, story came. This came out yesterday from Jeremy Thomas, actually last night. Uh, the, we has we as we have an updated uh, card for next week's uh, Great American Bash. WWE has was that here? Actually, uh, yeah. WWE has an updated card for their Great American Bash episode of NXT, which takes place next week. Here is the updated lineup right here for the show, which will air on July 6th, which is next Tuesday. My apologies, I'm, I'm missing that part. And network, of course, here is, of course, the matches. The NXT Tag Team Titles, MSK's team of Timothy Thatcher and Tommaso Ciampa. The NXT Women's Tag Team Title Match, Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell will take on the former champions, Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart. The Million Dollar Championship uh, will be defended as LA Knight will defend against Cameron Grimes. If LA Knight retains, then Cameron Grimes must become LA Knight's butler. And, of course, the big match here, uh, Adam Cole will take on Kai O'Reilly. Of course, that will, that will of course, no doubt... <clears throat> That will, of course, like I said, no doubt be a barn burner indeed. So we'll talk a little bit more about that coming up here, uh, coming up here very, very soon. Blake Lavelle posted this story yesterday as Eddie Kingston uh, talked about taking a shot at WWE in a promo after AEW Dynamite, which he says competition competition's good. Watch pro wrestling. As previously reported, A. Kingston cut a promo after the most recent edition of A.W. Dynamite, which he referenced the competition, not wanting to listen to their fans. In an interview on an upcoming episode of Two Dynamic Dudes with Attitude, Kingston discussed his comments on WWE, why competition is good for the wrestling business, and much more. Here's what he had to say. Eddie Kingston on his promo after A.W. Dynamite, he says, let's get this question out of the way. Let's all calm down. You think I'm going to bury the locker room that I work for? No. Plus, I love our locker room. I love AEW. What do you want from me? They're paying me. They're putting me on national television after it'll be 20 years in October. Of course, I'm going to rah-rah, AEW, relax, relax. I expect people from the other joint, if they're allowed to mention our names, will probably do the same thing. So you know what I mean. They want their home team to win. It's just like the NFL or Major League Baseball, man. You want to go with your home team. AEW is my team. That's my squad. And why he thinks competition is good for wrestling. Kingston says, man, competition's good. Watch pro wrestling. I don't care. I grew up watching, grew up during the days in the 90s where you had guys in ECW calling out everybody. You had WCW doing everything they could to beat the WWF at the time. They did too. It's good. Competition's good, y'all. Because then everybody watches pro wrestling. Everybody watches it for those who are, who are into it for this. This happens, indicates making money. I'm into it because I love it. I never wanted to do anything else. But anyway, I digress because I could keep talking. But for what happened, but for, but for what happened for the after show, let everyone go home happy. People got butt hurt and some didn't. Everyone relax. Let's love it. Let's love this. Let's relax. I couldn't have said that, of course, better myself here. Of course, here the man, the man sp speaks the truth right there, indeed. So. But, uh, but, of course, obviously, WWE and AEW have been denying ever since this whole thing's been going on that there is no competition between them. But, of course, the fans actually know 10 times better. 
So, so they ought, of course, really just really kind of back off a little bit and just and just go with what the fans have to say because the fans definitely do know all indeed. On that note here, folks, I do thank you very much for listening to episode 260 of WWS Outside the Ropes. Join us here, of course, here in about uh, in a little more than an hour here, folks, for WWS Revolution episode number 1009. We will definitely get into the meat of the action here, of course, in addition to your some more wrestling news. And also, of course, we'll bring you some more re- uh, wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays, as we said, courtesy of, of course, John and Justin. Also, of course, we'll begin some more insights on, on what happened at NXT last night. Some of the results here, of course, coming in from uh, that we do have coming in from AEW. Also, of course, here we'll bring you, of course, some more updates on the, of course, six uh, triple threat matches that we have going on right now on the pay-per-view prediction center page. Still plenty of time to do some voting on there, folks, to see who is going to move forward into the big battle royal that we'll be setting up here, of course, this coming week. With the winner, of course, <clears throat> with the winner, of course, of course, is to face the human suplex machine, John Gross, uh, as the first number one contender to the NXT US Million Dollar Championship. So be sure to, of course, listen in on that, of course, coming up here, uh, coming up here, of course, here this week, coming up here, of course, here tonight. So be sure to listen in there. On that note here, folks, we thank you very much here for listening to Outside the Ropes, episode number 260. Uh, we'll be back on here, go like that, at 9 o'clock with Revolution. Be sure to check out all of our groups, of course, here in WWS. Of course, we work or are posting away everything from classic TV shows to classic game show moments to, of course, ladies' matches and, of course, classic wrestling matches and promos and vignettes on all of our, on all of our tribute groups and, of course, even – our groups, everything from the video vault to, to women of WWS. Of course, some great moments here from everything from our tribute groups to Johnny Carson, Don Rickles, whose lines in any way, of course, also from TV shows like Knight Rider, Power Rangers, and Home Improvement. Even, of course, NASCAR and everything else in between. Of course, check out everything we've got going on here. We'd love to hear what you, of course, have to say in about everything that we post every single day indeed. I, one quick note, I did check a video in the video vault here that we posted here. That was a moment involving The Rock uh, uh, shortly after I think it was, I, it was like a Monday Night Raw after Rock had lost the belt Triple H or something like, along those lines. Uh, that The Rock actually kicked Triple H's hind end, of course, uh, at the end of that Monday Night Raw. Uh, and the Undertaker chased off like uh, Vince McMahon. Road Dog, X Pac, Gerald Briscoe, and Shane McMahon, and all of them. That video had gotten close to 60, uh, had reached, had that post had reached out to, uh, uh, to, to a big number to almost at to almost 60. I think it's probably gone past that now. So definitely check out that video along with uh, several other videos we've been posting different moments here, of course, all day. And of course, every single day. So be sure to check all that out here as well. Outside the Ropes, episode 260 is a broadcast of the WWS Radio Network, right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com. Well, we are, of course, uh, six years older, continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain. Your pop culture is your pop culture connection. Take care of yourselves and each other here, folks. Like I said, we'll be back on here with episode number 1009 of Revolution coming up here at 9138055 pound. Please join us if you can. Until then, here, folks, since 2015, your source for everything in the world of pro wrestling, pop culture, and everything in between. This is, of course, the one and the only WCWS Radio Network. Please continue to stay safe out there, of course, as we continue to monitor everything going on here with this pandemic, of course, still plaguing, plaguing, plaguing on the modern day. Uh, of course, keep your hands clean, keep yourself clean, and, of course, definitely do a whole lot of praying as we continue to, of course, fight this fight this dreaded thing, this dreaded thing, and hopefully we can get back to some degree of normalcy. But until then here, folks, just, just, just sit back and pray, and we will definitely get to it in no time flat. Take care, and God bless here, folks. This is, of course, the one and the only WCW. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family 
cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.